praise this morning. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Please be seated today in the presence of the Lord. I want to turn your attention this morning to Exodus chapter 34, verse 29. The Bible says there in Exodus 34 and verse 29, And now it was so when Moses came down from Mount Sinai, and the two tablets of testimony were in Moses' hand when he had come down from the mountain. And then Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone while he talked with him, him being God. So when Aaron and all of the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come near. Then Moses called to them, and Aaron and the rulers of the congregation returned to him, and Moses talked with them. And afterward, all the children of Israel came near, and he gave them the commandments, all that the Lord had spoken with him on Mount Sinai. And when Moses had finished speaking with them, and when Moses had finished speaking with them, and when, when Moses had finished speaking with them, he put a veil on his face. But whenever Moses went into before the Lord to speak with him, he would take the veil off until he came out. And he would come out and speak to the children of Israel, whatever he had been commanded. And whenever the children of Israel saw the face of Moses, that the skin of the face shone, then Moses would put the veil on his face again until he went in to speak with God. I want to talk to you today about a fading glory. A fading glory. Father, take these few moments that we have together today, cause it to be profound in the spirit. Allow your word to just resonate in us. Do something fresh and new in us today on this first Sunday of a new year. God, we love new things. We love new beginnings. We love new opportunities, fresh starts. So today, let it be a fresh start in the kingdom for people in Jesus' name and amen. A fading glory. We, we've come to understand that what God showed Moses... The Bible says in the King James, he showed his hinder parts. We understand that God was not showing Moses his backside, but rather he was showing Moses his glory of the past. He was showing him the glory that brought and brought him Moses up to speed to where Moses came into the scene at. Uh, how do we know this? We know that, that first of all, what good would, would it do for God to show Moses his backside? All right? Uh, that wouldn't do any good. He's speaking here spiritually, understanding that I'm going to show you, Moses, what has happened behind me. What has brought you up to this place? When you came in the picture, when you began to learn what was going on in the earth, but I want to show you what has happened up till now. And he showed him the glory that he created the heavens and the earth in. 
He showed him the glory that when the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep, out of that glory, he began to speak. And when he began to speak, he created this universe. He he created the cosmos. He created everything that, that we see and know today. Uh, How else would Moses be able to write the first five books of the Bible? Had that not happened, how, how could Moses say in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and God began to speak. How could he know that except God brought him up to speak? This is what he's speaking about when he is talking about seeing his hinder parts where God has been. And out of that glory, he begins to reveal himself and, and Moses understands that there is something powerful about the glory of God. He, he comes and he tells him in Exodus 33 that if your glory doesn't go with us, then we're not going anywhere. We would rather have the glory than to have the blessing. We'd rather have the glory than to have the promised land. We, we need you more than we need the land, right? And so Moses said, I, 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 if you don't go, if your presence doesn't go, then we're staying right here. But it's interesting to me in this scripture in Exodus 34, becomes very interesting as I've, I read over it again the, in the past few days and, and it's come to me and, and I, I've even preached it or even taught it before and, and it, I don't think that it's completely wrong but, but how many know there's different phases or facets to God's word? You can't exhaust God's word. And, and what has been taught through the years is Moses would put a veil on his face because his face was shining so bright that the people couldn't look upon the face of Moses. So he would put this veil upon his face to hide the brightness. But yet when we look here at Exodus 34, the Bible says there in verse uh, 33, or chapter 34, verse 33, and when Moses had finished speaking to the people, He didn't put the veil on before he started speaking to them. He put it on after he got finished speaking to them. And the Bible said that he kept that that veil on until he would go back into the presence of God. And so we have an understanding here that it seems that after that Moses would go into the presence of God, that there would be a glow of his glory that would resonate from him, that people would know that he had heard from God, that he had a word from God, that he had been in the presence of God. But now, whenever he would come out, he, the people would see the glow. They would know he had a word from the Lord. But then after they saw the glow, after he finished speaking to them, it was then that he would put the veil upon his face. What Moses had experienced was a fading glory. It wasn't a bad glory. It was a a glory for the time. It was a glory for the moment. But the problem was it was a glory that had been and not a glory that was to come. 
It was a glory that that was good to create the heavens and the earth. It was a glory good enough to even create mankind in his likeness and his image. But the glory was fading. It was not a glory that was, but a glory that had been. And there's many people today like Moses that are trying to live their life today on a glory that is fading. They're trying to live their life on what God did 10, 15, 20 years ago. They're trying to live their life on an experience when they went to the top of the spiritual mountain and they experienced the presence and the glory of God and they're trying to maintain and hold on to today what they had years gone by. But there's trying to make it on an experience of what God has done in their past. But thank God for the experience. Thank God for the times that we've gone into the heavenlies and we've experienced his glory and we have been, he's in his glory, he's revealed himself unto us. That is what brought us to where we are today. But God's plan is in our life is not for us to dwell on where we have been or what God has done. But the Bible said that God's plan is for us to go from glory to glory. That means that we are not to live on yesterday's blessing or yesterday's yesterday's revelation but there is a brand new anointing there's a brand new glory that is available for us this very hour this very moment this very day praise God and yes give him praise When Moses received the Ten Commandments, the glow of glory was upon his face. But it seems that in reading this story, his face would shine bright. And then as time went by, his face would begin to grow dim. It would fade. When Moses returned, he had an encounter with God and the glow would be reignited. And between times, between this time of experiencing God's glory and the time that he would return to get another encounter with God, the Bible said he would wear this veil. Amen. It speaks to me of a couple of things. Number one, you cannot separate yourself from the presence of God and live in the glow of his glory. You have to stay in the presence of God for the glory of God to stay upon your life. And the second thing is just as the glow of Moses' face would fade with time, so would the covenant that he received fade with time. He, he, he was, a, he was a, a, a representation in the earth of the covenant in which he received. And so that he would, but would, would, the glow would be bright for a time. It would be bright for a moment, but then it would begin to fade as time went on. You see, he, he received the law. He received the, the, the law that would let us know that the Bible said was a teacher to teach us that we cannot live by the law, but we need Jesus Christ. There isn't nobody, not even Moses could get into the land of promise on the law in which he wrote down. Huh? 
and it teaches us that we cannot live by the law and we need his grace to make it. Come on, somebody. Amen. Thank God for the old covenant. Thank God it taught us. It brought us to a place for us to understand that we could not make it on our own. And that's the reason why that it faded because they could only go into his presence on a particular times. Moses could only go up in the presence of God as he was invited, right? But in the Old Testament, in the Old Covenant, the priest could only go in once a year and the veil behind the veil and the glory of the Lord would come upon their life and they would come out and people would know that they had been in the presence of the Lord. But you see, we understand today that that was an Old Covenant and somehow both of them prevented people from seeing the truth of the Old Covenant. It it was temporary. It was fading and therefore no one saw it as necessary. But notice the the contrast between the possessor of the new covenant and that of Moses. Because you see, that which Moses had was a fading glory. Just as the glory would fade off of his life through time, this old covenant would fade and pass away. But there was another covenant that was to come. And the Bible said that it was a more perfect covenant. It was a more excellent covenant. It was not a covenant of bullock and turtle doves, but it was a covenant that would come through the blood of Jesus Christ. And it would make us whole. It would not just cover our sin, but it would redeem us from sin. It would purchase us back to a place that we would not live in a fading glory. But now we have a covenant that is not a fading glory, but is going from glory to glory. We're not living in a covenant today that is fading but we're living in a covenant that is growing brighter and brighter every day glory to God but notice the contrast here when God revealed himself to Moses and Moses' face reflected his glory he was given validation to both Moses and the law the people saw it and they were in awe However, God designed for the glory of Moses' face to fade away as a picture of the law. That we don't live under bondage of the law. Come on. But we have grace. God's grace. Wonderful grace. Where we don't just go in once a year. Where we don't just go in by invitation. But the Bible said we can go boldly into the throne room of God and we can ask and he's an ever present help in the time of our need. You see this more perfect covenant is not a fading covenant, but it's a covenant where we can uh, see his glory on our lives every day that we live. Second Corinthians chapter three and verse seven, Paul brings more understanding to this truth. 2 Corinthians 3 and verse 7, But if the ministry of death written in the graven in stones was glorious so that the children of Israel could not look steadily in the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away. What's it doing? He's writing it down and it's already fading. Because there's another one coming. (laughs) Glory to God. You ain't going to get happy, but I'm going to preach myself happy. For if the ministry of condemnation had glory, 
the ministry of righteousness exceeds much more in glory. For even what was made glorious had no glory in this respect because the glory that excels. For if what is passing away was glorious, what remains is much more glorious. Therefore, since we have such hope, we, uh, we use great boldness of speech. Unlike Moses who put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away. It almost suggests to me that Moses had a, had, had a, a little bit of, of, of uh, he didn't want the people to see this glory fading. He had a little bit of embarrassment or even maybe shame in that the glory did not remain. Huh? But even to this day, let me back up. But their minds were blind. For until this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament because the veil is taken away in Christ. But even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil lies on their hearts. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. And now the Lord is the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Huh? Now, now let me just, I know there's, there's this grace message and I believe in grace. There ain't nobody believes in grace more than me. But it's not sloppy grace. It isn't freedom to live however you want to. It's freedom to live in Christ how he desires for you to. My children, let me say it this way. My children can live however they want to. They're free to live within the boundaries that I have set for my home. Amen. They can do whatever they want to. They have freedom to live however they desire in the framework of what is right and what is wrong. Right? So it is in the kingdom that when God graces us to do a thing and gives us liberty, it's not to live however we want to. It's to live in liberty in the, in the, in the boundaries of his grace. And let me just go on and add to that, that once you've really seen his glory, tasted of his goodness, you won't want to sin. Once you've seen his grace, you'll want to be in covenant with God. Amen. But watch this. He said, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with unveiling face beholding as a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image of glory to glory. Just as the spirit of by the spirit of the Lord. We are not like Moses, the Bible says. 
We are not going once a year or went on special invitation to go into the presence of God and then to have a fading glory. We are not living in a glory that is fading. We are living in a glory that is growing brighter and brighter every day. Amen. When Jesus died, he went into the temple and the Bible said he tore the veil from the top to the bottom. Are you with me? He went in and he tore the veil from the top to the bottom. Why was the Bible so specific on the way that he tore it? I believe it's because he wanted everybody to know that this wasn't man that tore this veil. In fact, it was not just a thin veil. It wasn't just one little shred of material, but it was a very thick veil. And by this sign that God would go into the holy place and he would tear the veil from the top to the bottom, it would be destroyed to where it was never meant to be used again. Amen. I want you to understand today when Jesus died, he went into that temple. He tore that veil to represent to you and I that you will never live in a fading glory again. But I'm sending my son Jesus and he is going to be a glory that's going to be revealed in you. It's going to be the hope of glory inside of you. Praise God. You see, when we look at Acts chapter 15, it tells us that in this last day that God is going to restore the tabernacle of David. He's not restoring the tabernacle of Moses. I understand the significance of Moses' tabernacle. I understand that it's teaching us order and structure. I understand that when you go into Moses' tabernacle, there is an outer court. And the outer court, it's all man. It's man that's making the sacrifice. It's man that's slaughtering the animals. It's man that is taking, it's all man's works. But they're trying, they're not striving to stay in the outer courts. They're trying to get into the holy place. In the holy place, they go through the veil. They go into the holy place and in the holy place, it is the operation and the working of man and God combined together. It is man that puts things in place, but it's God's glory that lights the candle. It's it's God's presence there that they know that we're working together. But then it goes, it is not for him only to work together with God, but behind the next veil is the holies of holies and there it's no man working no man is doing anything it's only the light and the glory and the presence of God and it was there that the priest could go once a year but I want to tell you that when God came and he sent his son Jesus Christ he said I'm not going to have a fading glory for this last day church but whenever I come again and I restore all things he said I'm going to restore the tabernacle of David and the tabernacle of David didn't have an outer court, an inner court and in the most holy place it was only just one thing you were stepped into the tabernacle and the glory of God was there because David understood God's not looking for a bull, a turtle dove or blood, he's looking for my sacrifice of praise and if I'll just go into his presence with thanksgiving and give him praise and give 
give him glory. He said, I'm going to know God like I've never known him before. Oh, I wish that the church would get hungry for the glory of God again. I wish the church would come off of the place of trying to live on yesterday's glory. I'm here today to tell you that there's something about God that you've never yet seen before. There's something about him that if you see it, it'll still blow your mind. There's he's going to do great and mighty things in this last day. The church needs to get a hunger inside of them that says, I want to see your glory. I'm not just satisfied with going to church. I'm not just satisfied with what has been. I want his glory fresh and new every day of my life. I want to step into a place where his blessing, his grace overtakes me so that whenever I go in, oh, hallelujah, the glory that was on Moses' face was fading. But the glory that was on the disciples, the Bible said that when they went into the marketplace, they took place that they had been with the Lord. How did they know he had been with the Lord? It wasn't because they seen him come out of the temple. It was because there was a glory on their life. It was not a glory that was fading, but a glory that was rising. It was a glory that when they stuck out their hand and said, such as I have, give unto you, crippled people got up and walked. It was a glory that whenever they said, in the name of Jesus, you've got to come out. Huh? It was a glory that when they spoke, they spoke with authority. And the Bible, Paul said, we're not speaking like Moses. We're not speaking out of a glory that is fading. But there is a glory that has come upon you in this last day. You can speak with authority. Oh, if we look at the Bible and we're amazed and we say, oh, how wonderful it is. But I've come to tell you today that this last day church will do greater things than you've ever seen in the book. Why? Because God has given us a greater anointing, a greater glory, a greater power that will rest upon us that says greater is he that is in us. And we're not going to back down to an ISIS spirit. We're not going to back down to a demon spirit. We're not going to back down to the culture of the day. We're going to rise up in the name of Jesus. Take authority over the power of hell and say arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Oh, I wish somebody would praise him up in this house today. I said, I wish somebody were getting hungry for the glory of God, for the presence of God, the yoke destroying, burden removing anointing that'll change a person's life. Yeah. Go ahead and sit there and look at me. I'm about to preach my way into a new realm. Huh? I'm about to see something in this year we've never seen before. Amen. And if you know, well, all this trash, well, you might scare somebody. If this ain't good for you, go find you another church. I ain't going to live in some dead, dried up place. 
I refuse to raise up another generation of religious people that are bound and tormented by hell. The church of the living God is going to rise up and we're going to have the glory of God upon our life. And it's not going to be something that's bound in yesterday, but it's going to be a fresh new anointing for the day in which we live. Moses' glory was fading. It wasn't the glory that caused him to put the veil on. It was the fading of the glory that caused him to put the veil on. And I just want to say here today that there's a lot of folk in the church got a veil on. Uh-huh. We, we going around, how you doing? Oh, I'm blessed. Kumbaya. Glory to God. Huh? And we don't have no glow. Huh? We ain't got no glow. We don't have no glory. All we got's a veil. And people think that we're good with God because we come to church on Sunday. Huh? We, we, people think we're good with God because we know the religious lingo, but we ain't got no glow. Huh? We ain't got nothing to come to the crippled and say, such as I have, give I thee. We ain't got nothing to give to the demonic and the oppressed. We don't have nothing to give to the drug abuser. Huh? Oh, let's go back to singing Kumbaya. And as a result of us not having the the glory, we put the veil on. Instead of going into the presence of God that is readily available to us. That today, today, you being a child of God have access to everything, everything everything that God has ordained for your life. But we've learned how to live with the veil. We've learned how to live in a fading glory. We've learned how to crutch it up, prop it up, make it look good, but no glory. But let me tell you, whenever the glory of the Lord comes afresh and anew, You won't have to call folk and ask them, are you going to come to church this Sunday? Huh? Whenever the real glory comes into people's lives, there's a hunger that comes with glory. There is a passion that comes with glory. I don't have to come to church. I don't come to church because I'm lead pastor. I came to church whenever I didn't have a title. I come because I'm hungry for the glory of God. I'm hungry for the presence of God. I'm hungry for the manifest glory to be revealed, not just individually, but corporately in the body of Christ. Because whenever a church receives this understanding that we're not going to live in what has been, we're no, thank God for the people that have been saved. Thank God for the lives that have been
been changed. Thank God for the progress. Thank God for the outreach. All of that is wonderful, but there is a glory that is yet to come. There is something in the realm of the spirit that the Bible said is, that is held back for this last day generation that whenever we get hungry for it, you see, there's no use putting gas in a car that don't run. There is a no use charging a battery that doesn't work and God doesn't release. He, he looks for people that is hungry for his glory. He's David said, as a deer pants for the water's brook, my soul longs after you, oh God. It's those people that are searching and groping and looking and not suggesting I know everything there is to know about God, but there's something that I do not know. There's something about God that I'm yet to hold on to, that I'm yet to see. And God, I just want to see your glory. I want to see your promise. I want to see your word released over my life, something I've never seen before. Thank God for souls saved. I've seen blind eyes open. I've seen the, 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 the those who are bound to wheelchairs get up and leap for joy, and I rejoice in that. But I don't want that anymore. I want to see it every day that we live. I want to see it when we come into this place that every time we come, people's lives are changed. I want to see a glory come in this house that will cause you to come to church on Wednesday night. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you get hungry for his presence, you'll come on Wednesday night. I said it. If it offended you, get over it and get here. <laughs> I'm feeling bold today. I ain't scared. <laughs> Amen. I just wonder how many people even got it on their thought, in their mind, that we still have church on Wednesday night. I know people's got to work. I know people things are going on. But what you what what's on your schedule? What what call? Is it even a thought in your mind? We still have church on Wednesday night. You know why? Because you're living in a faded glory. You're satisfied with what has been. You're content with you holding the fort till he comes. Preach on, pastor. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Amen. Why? Because we've got satisfied with a little dab of do you. We got satisfied with a little glory that brought us to salvation. But we ain't hungry and passionate to live in his glory. It's quiet up in here. I didn't mean to go there, but it's good. You got that first service, didn't get it. Send that to first service, pastor. That was good. Maybe the reason that we're wearing the veil is because we don't want to build relationships that cause us to be held accountable. Because whenever I come into real relationship with Brother Rich, then I become accountable to him. He can see beyond the veil. He can see the real me.
he can see that the glow isn't there like it used to be. But if I put the veil on and don't build real relationships, I can fake it. Hallelujah, God is good. They see me worshiping. They see me here on Sunday. They see me going, to, I'm in serving in different ministries. But no glory. But no glory. Listen to me. I want you to serve. I want you to use your gifts. But it's more important to me that you are full of the glory than it is for you to serve. Because if you're an empty vessel serving, then you're not helping nobody. Huh? I'm going to pastor you just a minute. What happens is, is we, we serve and we serve and we serve and we don't get refilled. We don't receive that fresh glory. And then we go back to the well ourselves only to find our own well empty. And we don't have no power to sustain us in the day of our trouble. Huh? But I want his presence in my life. I want his glory in my life. I don't want to have to go pray for it to get it when I need it. I want it to be available when I need it. Amen. You see, he wanted them to see his face when it was shining with the glow of glory. But he didn't want them to see the normal. He didn't want them to see the doll, the flesh. And he covered it up. And maybe it's the very reason why that we want to cover it up because we don't want to people to see that we haven't been with the Lord in a while. We haven't been praying. We haven't been reading. It's more than just coming to church. Church is the icing on the cake. But it's that personal relationship every day that causes the glory to continue to glow in our lives. Huh? Say, Pastor, you're kind of rough today. No, I'm not rough. I'm just real. Amen. Just real. And if we're going to get to the place God wants us to be, then we've got to have some sacrifice in the house of the Lord. Amen. It's going to take some sacrifice on our part so we can see the end time move of God like God intended for it to be. Now, I understand, you know, folks have things to do. I understand some folks, you know, they have to work. Some folks, you know, school. I'm not talking about all that. I'm talking about that blatant dust don't even think about being in the house of the Lord. What about our worship? What about our expression of worship to God? We come into his house. Do we give him praise? Do we give him glory? Do we give him what he deserves? Or are we just going through the motions to get done what we need to do? It's a lot different in first service. Somebody needs this. Oh, let's sing together. Hallelujah. See, even the angels rejoicing, saying, preach it, pastor. 
Glory to God. Amen. Tell God I said hello. I'll be with him in a minute. <laughs> Amen. I, I'm sure I've told you this story before, but a pastor to church and a, and a woman came there and, and she, uh, she worshiped God real exuberantly, to put it mildly. She was a, a exuberant worshiper. And... Um, you know, she come, and that was back in the time whenever, you know, we were able to, Renee and I were able to make visits and things and, uh, on a, to the new folks. And so we, we found out where she lived, and we made an un, unannounced visit up there to, to her house. And, um, and whenever we got to the place where she lived, she, she was outside. She had her a boom box playing some worship music. She had her a tamarine with some things hanging off of it and she was out there dancing around and spinning and and playing that tamarine and and just worshiping the lord and her exuberance worship got on some people's nerves and uh they come to me and they said uh what what are you going to do about that woman and i you know kind of played dumb and i said what woman and then they told me what woman, and I said, I ain't going to do nothing about her. What you going to do about her? People left the church because her worship was too exuberant. I'm slow, Rich, but I put it together that it had nothing to do with her worship, but it was the lack of their worship that got them messed up. Because I'm convinced that they used to worship similar to that. But in the fading glory of their life, they got settled in to where it don't take all of that anymore. And we can just go to church. We can just sing songs or better yet, we can let somebody sing for us. But somebody singing a song doesn't, suggests that you've worshiped but I must worship him for myself I must praise him for myself everybody's personality isn't to grab a tamarind jump around dance and spin but it, it ought to be something in your heart that will cause you to want to passionately pursue the glory and the presence of the Father in your life and say, God, I want you to blow my mind today. I want you to show up in my worship and in my praise and be glorified today. I want you to do something in somebody else's life because it isn't just about me. But whenever I worship today, I want it to get on my brother or my sister and break the yoke and remove the burden off of their life so they can experience your power and your goodness in their life and in their family. Amen. There's a glory that is coming that's going to set the oppressed free. There's a glory that is yet to come, that is yet to be revealed. And it's not going to be a fading glory. It's not going to be a glory that you have to put a veil over your face. But it's a glory that you go into his presence and he transforms your life forever. Glory to God. 
Come and help me. Jamie, I may never quit. These people got to go. Get them some water. Because we're fasting. Hallelujah. This is one thing I know. I don't have it all together. Far from it. But one thing I know. If you're hungry for him. He will show you his glory. If you desire him. He will show up. He don't show up where there's no passion. I'm blessed and honored to preach around this country. I preach on platforms that I'm not even worthy to step on. Other preachers are much more gifted and talented and ability than I. But God graces me to be able to go, and I'm thankful for that. But I can tell if there's a hunger in the house or not. I can tell if there's anybody praying and seeking God, if anybody's pulling on heaven or not. Because Sister Hilda, whenever somebody's pulling on heaven, when somebody's drawing on God, I preach better than I can preach. I preach beyond myself. There's a flow of his anointing that graces me, that that enables me to do what I cannot do by myself. And where there's no hunger, where there's no passion, I just stagger through it. And God gives us help and gives us grace. But it's so much more wonderful and it's so much more great when there's a trawl and a demand for his glory and his presence. 2015, I want this place to be full of a magnetic draw for his presence, a hunger, a passion, people that want to be delivered for real, people that lives will be changed for real, people that won't just go through the mundane and say, oh, yeah, that's wonderful. I just hope. No, I'm talking about radical change. I'm talking about total transformation where people come to an altar, give their heart to Christ, and then there comes a passion for the presence and the power of God to be revealed in their lives. Not a fading glory, but a glory that's new every morning, rising upon our lives. Stand with me, please.